Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show, brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day and, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Now, I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you're now ready to have an incredibly productive week connecting with new people, receiving new opportunities, and making it happen in both your life and your business. So excited that you are here with me today. We have much to share with you today. And in addition to sharing with you, we definitely want to make sure that you know that at Successful Woman Radio and Women About Biz, that we love you dearly. We thank you so much for being a listener of the show. So let's go ahead and get started. Again, this is Trina. I'm your host today, and I'm just so excited that all of the things that we're going to be sharing this month are all geared towards one very important thing, and that is loving yourself, loving your business, right? It is so very, very important that from an emotional standpoint, you have your emotions in the right place when it comes to your life and when it comes to your business. So we're going to be covering it from different aspects throughout the month, and so you definitely want to make sure that you mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon where we come to you live to bring you information that you will be able to put to use right away. So again, our theme for the month of February, and of course, since it's the month of love, it is loving yourself and loving your business. So we've got a great lineup for you today. Of course, we're going to be sharing with you the five questions of business leadership, but we're also going to be talking today about loving yourself in ways that you may not have thought And so I'm very excited about that. And we're going to close up with some tips on marketing and some things that you need to be doing to market your business. So definitely stay tuned. Make sure that you go ahead and share the show with someone that you know, because guess what? When you share with others, you bless the lives of others, and it comes right back to you. So don't forget to go ahead and share the show. If you have a pen in hand, the phone number dial into the show is 347-637-2589. Again, 347-637-2589. You can also uh, have someone to go to the show directly from their smart device on the Internet or on their desktop laptop by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Successful Woman Radio. Again, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Successful Woman Radio. So here we are again in a whole new month. How about that? How blessed 
we are and how grateful we should be that we, through the COVID-19, through all of the crazy things that are happening in our world on our earth, that we are chosen. That's right. You heard it right. We are chosen to live this life in this space and time. What a blessing. Now, the question is, what are you going to do with that time, right? What are you going to do with that space? Well, the important thing, first of all, is always to start out with um, an attitude of gratitude. It is so important that we not take this life for granted, that we really listen at what God says, which is to live each day as though it were your last. And if that's the case, it means to grab life with all of your power, all of your strength, Take it by your hands and mold it into what you want to experience in your life and in your business, right? That's exactly what it means. So, again, I'm excited to be here today with you, sharing with you this radio show, which is so special to me. We, are, we have been over a decade pushing out this show every single Monday, regardless of whether it's a holiday or not. We have been bringing this show to you for quite some time now, and I'm proud because you guys just don't know. Some days I am not feeling well. Um, I am sometimes having to push through a couple of illnesses that I have, but God saw fit to allow me to do that. And you know what I found out? Pushing through will make you so proud of yourself. Pushing through lets you know that even when you don't think that you have enough energy to do things, you really do have more personal power than you would ever know. And sometimes you have to just pull from within and say, you know what, I'm not going to let this illness get me down. I'm not going to let things drag me. I am going to push for and be the powerful woman, the incredible woman that I know I have the capabilities of doing. So right now what I want to do is I want to give you five ways to start your day, okay? And those of you who are members of our sister company, Lifestyle for Her, I'm sure some of these things will be familiar with you, but I want to give you five ways to start your day because starting your day, ladies, is so very, very important. How you start your day has everything to do with how your day will end and how you start your week will have everything to do with how your week will end. How you start your month, your year, will have everything to do with how your your month, your quarter, your year ends. And so you have to be extremely focused on the things that matter most, the things that sow seeds of life into you, the things that sow seeds of wealth and abundance into you. And so, therefore, the things that are most important – to you should be done in the mornings, and that is you have to, number one, prepare your mind for greatness, okay? And this is something that I have implemented with my one-on-one coaching clients. This is something that I have implemented in my group coaching and also at our sister company, Lifestyle for Her. This is our normal path. It's every single morning to start yourself by preparing your mind for greatness. Now, what does that mean to prepare your mind for greatness? Well, it means to put positive thoughts, positive images, to put the things that matter most to you, the things that count, the things that you want to experience 
experience for the week or the things that you want to experience in life, it needs to put them to the forefront, right, and to build up a wall of protection around yourself, a force field, if you will, so that you can move in your own greatness and make those things happen. It's about keeping yourself at a plateau of abundance, of greatness, of love, of caring, of blessing. It's about keeping your mind in all the right places, right? Here's number two in things that you can do to start your day off right. Now, in addition to preparing your mind for greatness, you know what? I want you to do the I am exercise. The I am exercise is about standing in front of a mirror. This could be right after you brush your teeth, right? Because most of us brush our teeth standing up in front of a mirror. You know, you can start the sentence by I am and then finish it. I am beautiful. I am magnificent. I am all being. I am powerful. I am structured. I am organized. I am time managed. I am whatever your I am's are. You need to be able to stand in front of a mirror and say them to yourself. Now, some people have shared with me their experiences. Some people have said, when I first started doing it, I laughed a lot. And um, I felt silly. Some people say, you know, I, at, the, at first it was hard for me to say I am. I couldn't figure out why it was so hard. But I, I went ahead and I pushed through and I said that I am. And the more I repeated those words to me, the more I believed it, the more I felt it. So the thing of it is is that when you stand in front of that mirror and you say that I am, repeat it two or three times to yourself, right? I am beautiful. Hey, I am beautiful. I am beautiful, right? You want to repeat it continuously and in different uh, inflections uh, for yourself, right? You want to say it in ways that count, in ways that matter. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. You want to to repeat your I am so you get to say what they are. So, so far I've shared two ways with you. The first way is preparing your mind for greatness, right, by creating your own customized affirmations, which is so important. Number two is your I am, so very, very important. Number three, I want you to really go within yourself and reflect on the things that you want to experience for the, the day. You know, oftentimes we lose track. We write a to-do list and we think, hey, you know what, I've written this to-do list. I, uh, I feel confident now. I feel powerful that I've written this to-do list. But that to-do list is not going to help you unless you see it, unless you feel it, unless you believe it, and you are ready to take action on it. So number three is to close your eyes and envision the things that you want to experience for the day. Envision those things. See yourself taking action. See yourself checking your calendar. See yourself checking what you need to delegate, what you need to push out. See yourself doing those things. Here's number four. Number four is all about taking the action, right? It's important for you to take action. And so before you can actually take action, though, you've got to make sure that you are taking action on the right thing. So what I want you to do is I want you to be able to open your planner, your calendar, your Google calendar, whatever it is that you're using, okay? I want you to open that up 
and I want you to look at the activities that are listed there. Now, the first thing that you need to know and that you need to understand is that as a businesswoman, as the CEO of your company, it's important for you to understand and know that all activities on your, on your calendar, especially during your work time for your business, all of those activities should be supporting what you've already stated that you wanted to experience, right? It should be supporting that. So you have to make sure, before you can even take the action, you have to make sure the activities on your calendar are actually supporting what it is that you want to do, okay? So you have to be ready and be prepared to take action. And last but not least, in five ways to start your day, and I think this one is very, very important. I want you to say to yourself after you have prepared your mind for greatness, right, after you have did your I am statements, after you have gone through these things, I want you to say to yourself, to thy own self be true. Go ahead, say it now. To thine own self be true. What does that really mean, huh? It means that in spite of all the challenges, in spite of all the obstacles, in spite of all of the things that happen in your life, in spite of all of the different types of opportunities come your way, in spite of all of the new people that you'll be meeting and connected with, connecting with on and offline, you're going to be true to yourself because if an opportunity doesn't sound right or doesn't feel right, you won't go for it. If a new connection doesn't make you feel good or if you are experiencing some type of feeling uh, or coming from that person that's negative or even evil, stay away from it. Go with your gut. If you feel that you have not been doing what you need to do to tap into your true potential, then go with it and start tapping into your true potential. Correct yourself to thine own self. You know, we can fake it till we make it in front of everybody else, but at the end of the day, faking it until you make it can only really go so far. This is why I don't even believe in that statement anymore. As a young woman, I used to hear that statement, I used to believe that statement, and I got too caught up and wrapped up in wanting to look good, wanted to have all of the newest little trinkets that are out for business, wanting to, wanting to play business, play the game of business, but not really being in business, not really being serious about who I was as the CEO. Girl, I didn't even understand who I was as the CEO. So this is why to thine own self, you must be true. You must be truthful to yourself about do you really have a marketing plan? You must be truthful to yourself to, to admit that you need help to help shorten your learning curve and push yourself forward, that you need coaching. You must be truthful with yourself about you can't do everything and you've got to figure out a way to how to delegate it. You must be truthful with yourself that you haven't been taking care of yourself health-wise. You haven't been doing the things that you should be doing to, to feel good, to feel energy. You haven't been doing those things. You have to be truthful with yourself about that. You have to be truthful with yourself about relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or whether it is a friendship. You have to be truthful with yourself about that. 
You have to be truthful with yourself about habits that have been holding you back from accomplishing the things that you want in life. You have to be truthful about that. You have to be truthful with yourself about living life on the surface and not taking the time to go beneath the surface to find out who you really are. So to thine own self, be true. I want you ladies to take these five things and start practicing them on a daily basis because they are so very, very important. Important. I use them, and guess what? I see incredible things happening in my life each and every day, and I am so blessed. I am so blessed that someone showed me the way, and now I want to show you the way. It's 12:18 after the hour, and for those of you that have just joined us, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I'm Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, ready to help you get your life and your business to the next level. I want to go ahead right now with another set of questions that's all about business leadership, right? You know, questioning, and I know some women don't like to be asked questions. We don't even like to ask ourselves questions. As a matter of fact, top experts say that it is uh, more likely than none that most women don't ask themselves enough questions. But questioning is the way we improve ourselves. Questioning is the way that we get ourselves to face reality so that we can receive the blessings that are laid up for us, that are stored for us. That's, that's how we get there, right? So very important to realize that. So you have to be a woman about questioning. You have to be a woman that is ready to explore her life. And so questioning is something you definitely have to embrace. So let's take a look at these five questions of business leadership. I just gave you five questions to start your day, but now I want to give you five questions of business leadership. Here's question number one. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Now, you know the five questions to start your morning. That was one of the first things you have to do, right? So ask yourself, what beliefs and habits do I need to support my vision and my goals? What are my morning developments? And what affirmations do I need to create, to customize? You know, I always tell you ladies that it's beautiful to um, listen to and be inspired by so many other people out there, but it's even more fantastic to tap into your own personal power and be motivated and inspired by your own affirmations because that is true personal power, right? And when nobody else is going to be there for you, who's going to be there? You should be, right? And here's number two in the five questions of business leadership. Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and goals? Again, are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and goals. This question is very important. First of all, it's important because belief is everything, right? Belief helps to form who you are. Now, the definition of a belief is basically it is a series of repeated thoughts, opinions, actions, emotions, and experiences that all form together to make a habit, right? And when it's repeated enough or when it's impacted upon you enough, 
that habit becomes ingrained, thereby automating it in your subconscious mind, and it comes up in particular situations, and it can work for you or it can work against you depending on what the thought path was behind the whole thing. This is why you have to understand and know is that if you haven't been accomplishing your goals like you have wanted to, if you have things that you've been trying to do for months or years, if you if you lack the energy um, to really get things done, you're excited when you talk about it, but then when it comes to you actually sitting down, putting it on paper and planning, you fizzle out and you the energy just daps out, then what you have to do is you have to go back and take a look at your belief system. Why? Because it's apparent that you do not have the right belief system to support what it is that you want to accomplish. And this is so very important for you to understand this. Beliefs are everything because they set those repeated automated habits inside of us. And so in the conscious mind, and by the way, the conscious mind is referred to as the now. Like you're listening to me in the conscious mind. The conscious mind holds our experiences and our desires uh, moment by mo- moment. It's our short-term memory, right? It's what we want to do right now. It's what is in the now. So when there are things that you want to experience and you start having a desire in your conscious mind, That desire can be blocked if there are repeated habits, right, that have formed into beliefs that are automated now. You don't even have to think about it. It's not not like you're thinking, oh, let me go search my subconscious mind and figure out what's getting ready to block me. It doesn't work that way. It just happens naturally and normally, so much so that you don't even know it's happening. But in the conscious mind, you pretty much know all of the things that are going on. You know what it is that you want. You know what you like. You know what you would like to experience, so you say. But in the subconscious mind, which is holding all of your emotions, your thoughts, your opinions, your beliefs, the experiences, and those things that have impacted you hard, it has recorded sometimes things that are contrary to what you want. So, again, for example, when you want to lose weight, your subconscious mind might say, well, girl, you love to eat. Now, you know I've recorded several times you enjoying your food and overeating. You know you love to eat. It makes you feel good. So, therefore, I'm going to make you eat. Even though in the conscious mind you're saying you want to lose some weight, I'm going to make you eat, right? And so you have to know how to trick your subconscious mind or how to write over the file that's in that hard drive in your subconscious mind. You have to know how to do that, and you have to know how to create a new thought, a new belief, and it has to be repeated enough times so that it becomes automated and it writes over that old thought or that old belief, right? That's what you have to do. It's the same thing about business. You say to yourself, this is going to be a great week. I know that I have the ability to make some things happen. I want to generate $3,000 this week into my life. Now, how do I do that? I know that I can make it happen. So you write a to-do list out. You figure out all the clients that you want to call. You figure out the direct route to possibly bring in the $3,000. You might even come up with a quick product over the weekend that you think you can push out and generate some income from. 
but there's one thing that might hold you back, and that is your belief about it. Because while in the conscious mind it's what you want, what's stored in the subconscious mind that is already automated so you don't even have to think about it is something that could enhance what you want to do or take away what you want to do. So this is why it's so important for you to ask yourself this question, are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goal? And it's not enough for you to say, oh, yeah, yeah, my beliefs are in alignment because I'm going to tell you, honey, the proof is in the pudding. What do I mean by that? We can say that we believe all day long, but if we don't take the action and if we don't have the results, then there's something going on. And you need to receive that and you need to understand it because oftentimes when I'm talking to clients about belief and I ask them, well, you've written, I see your goals down here. Let me ask you a question. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, where are you uh, on your belief level that you can actually get this done? And they look at me with the deer in the headlight syndrome. Or they are quiet. They don't know what to say because they've never been asked that question before. I was the same way. When someone asked me, do you really believe that you can generate a six-figure income? Do you really believe that you can be a millionaire? I personally was just quiet. I couldn't say anything. I felt paralyzed, right, because I had never been asked that question before, and I didn't understand it, quite frankly. Well, what does that mean, do I believe? I know in my conscious mind I believe is what I said I wanted, but here's what you need to understand, ladies. Wanting and believing are two separate things. Sure, we see a lot of business women out there making it happen. We see business women who who um, have that look that we like and want to have. We see business women who seem and appear to be successful. Uh, business women who are generating six and seven figures. We're looking at them and we're saying, "Yes, I want to be able to do this as well." But sometimes we're believing it for them, but not necessarily believing it for ourselves because they have already proven it. We can believe it for them. But then when we go back and we look at ourselves, we really haven't asked ourselves, what belief do I need to have to get to that level, to aspire to be that similar to what she is doing? What do I need to do? So I want to caution you here about this particular question because it can trip you up. You can say that you believe, but that doesn't mean anything if in the past your actions and the results have not proven that you believe. See, belief is all about the burden of proof. Belief is all about if you say you believe, then there is going to be some results and some action as a result of the belief, right? Now, you all know i got to go there. Yes, I do. i got to go there. Belief. For me, and what I have shared with you time and time again, the type of belief that we need is called unshakable faith. Write it down, unshakable faith. It is a level of belief so deeply rooted within you that it compels you to take swift and immediate action. Right? A level of belief so deeply rooted. That means that, girl, it is like a part of you. It is living in you. It is through you in and out. It is it's such a deep belief that you can't even 
You can't even sit still because there is actions that you have to take. There are things that you've got to do, right? And when you feel that way, it is the purest form of personal power. It is the purest form of tapping into who you are and being your authentic self because you are realizing that you really do have the power to manifest and bring things to you. Here's number three. What do I want to have accomplished by Friday? Again, what do I want to have accomplished by Friday? Well, listen up. You've got to be real with yourself because oftentimes your weekly goals should really be a reflection of your monthly goals, which is a reflection of your quarterly goals, which is a reflection of your annual goals, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, a stair step kind of a thing. So you really have to have a really good strategy, if not for 12 months, for the, last, for, for the following six months so that you can back up to where you are and you can create a map, a priority map of getting there and accomplishing your goals and the things that you want to experience. But there are three things every businesswoman should have in her desire to have things accomplished, and that is, Sales goals, you should know what your sales goals are and how much money you're trying to bring in for the week. Your marketing, you should be looking at your marketing and making sure that your marketing funnels and your automation system has been set in place and that you are clear on your marketing plan and what you're trying to get done. And then you should know the number of leads that you want to generate for your business, right? You should know who your target audience is and, the, and, and how you're going to generate and turn those types of people into leads or those types of businesses into leads for yourself. Here's number four. How can I be an asset to my business? So this is huge, right? Listen up. You may have started the business, but how is it? that you can add value to your business. So that's why question number four is, how can I be an asset to my business? In other words, you're expecting your business to be an asset to you to at some point be able to generate incredible income and bring in money flowing and flowing like a waterfall. You're expecting that, right? But have you ever thought about flipping that script and asking yourself, how can it be an asset to my business? Because guess what? Your business needs you to be the ambassador. Your business needs you to take hold of it, and it needs you to be the leader, right? So some sub-questions that you can ask to get to that answer of how can I be an asset to my business might be, Am I being an ambassador? Am I, am I branding myself and my company? Am I, do people know who I am and what I do? Am I becoming an authority figure? Am I seeking out new collaborations each day? Am I calling two to three people to have connection calls with them and saying hello to them and getting to know who they are, what their business is, and what my business is, how we might be able to help each other or possibly collaborate? Am I leading a power team or am I leading 
the old way of doing things, which is you, you, and you. You're trying to do everything. Or do I have a productive power team of individuals who are taking care of posting my social media? They are posting up new articles, finding new graphics to go with those articles. They are helping me to maintain my website. They are following up in my email for new leads and potential leads. I mean, are, are you leading a power team, right? And last but not least, in the five questions of business leadership is, am I investing in myself and my business? We all have to invest a certain amount of money into ourselves and our business, right? First of all, we have to invest our time into our health and wellness. Health and wellness as a business owner, first of all, health and wellness altogether is very, very important. But when you're talking about being a businesswoman that's getting ready to take hold of life and make some things happen for yourself, you're not looking to be mediocre, right? You're looking to generate six figures, multi-six figures, multi-seven-figure income. You're looking to be a woman of greatness. Come on. Yes, you are. And so in order to do that, in order for that to happen for you, you've got to be at peak health. I, I am so transparent about that. I realize that most of all. I need to reduce the amount of weight that I am at. And I am working hard to do that. Why? Because I know if I am less heavy that it will give me more energy. It will help me to be healthier. It will help my blood to flow better. It will help the oxygen in my bloodstream to flow better and, and, and bring better oxygen to my brain, thereby allowing me to think faster, coming up with new thoughts and ideas and being a phenomenal leader. All of that can stem from your health and wellness. And then you need to be investing in your personal development and coaching because this is going to help you, again, shorten your learning curve and move you along faster. If you want to know how a lot of business women are generating multi-six-figure incomes and seven-figure incomes, well, I tell you what, they're not doing it the old way with the old you, you, and you routine. I can tell you that. They are setting themselves up to be successful by putting themselves in the entrepreneur vision role, the leadership role, and they are truly becoming the CEOs of their business by investing in virtual assistants or a power team. They don't put up the excuse that I don't have the money because if you're not willing to invest money to make money, something's wrong with the picture, okay? We can't always have everything free. It's just not going to happen that way. And then, of course, as you ask yourself the question, am I investing in myself and my business, you've got to look at your marketing and your advertising budget, right? Now, here's the rule of thumb. The number, or I should say the amount of money you want to make in your business for the year, whatever your sales goals are, if it's $100,000, $200,000, then the rule of thumb is that you should be investing, as that money comes in, you should be investing 10 to 15 or even take it up to 20% of that back into the business in the form of marketing, okay? So I've had people to ask me, well, Trina, I want to make $250,000, but 
ten percent of that is like twenty five thousand dollars. I don't have twenty five thousand dollars right now to invest in my business. And so I say, okay, let's think outside of the box for a minute. Now you may not have twenty five thousand dollars, nor am I telling you to go to get a twenty five thousand dollar loan for the amount of marketing. But what you can do is for every new piece of business that you have coming through the door, you need to take off the top, you need to take that 10 to 20%. You need to take that amount of money and you need to go ahead and push it over to a account that you have segmented as your marketing account. That's what you need to do. I know some people who are getting incredible results just by investing $150 a month into Facebook ads, and it's running every day at $5 a day times 30 days, that's $150 a month. And they're, they're generating like two leads or three leads every day, but when you look at the end of the month, they've got 60 to 75 leads, right? Now, then that system has done its job. Now you have to do your job, of course, by closing the sale, right, and putting those individuals into a sales funnel system that's going to keep them familiarized with who you are, receive valuable information and tools that you can give them so that they will want to say yes to what it is you have to offer, right? So very, very important. So I know that I took a little bit of longer time going over the five questions of business leadership, but I want those of you who are especially new to the show, I want you to truly understand, okay, how these questions can help you if you ask them of yourself each and every day or as often as you need to. I've had people to say, Trina, I've asked myself this question twice a day, every day, and I tell you I'm seeing some incredible results because I have to answer. It's making me accountable to myself. And, and I say to them, absolutely, that is what it is supposed to do. You're absolutely right. So, again, I want you guys to be very, very clear on the fact that I don't want you listening in on the show just for the purpose of listening to some good words. Good words bring nothing of value to you. What I want you to do is I want you to be taking notes and then asking yourself after the show, how can I put in action what Coach Trina just shared? What can I do to start putting some of these things into action? So there you have it, the five questions of business leadership. And I know that if you ask yourself these questions and you answer them, I know that you will see uh, and experience a whole other side of, I know that you will be able to hold yourself accountable. I want to go ahead right now. It's 1240 after the hour, and don't go anywhere. Don't hang up that phone. Don't click off that screen because I'm getting ready to, again, read an excerpt from the book Action Has No Season written by Michael B. Roberts. This is our book club book of the month. Very, very excited about this book. If you haven't gotten a copy of Action Has No Season, I really want to recommend to you that you get this book. Why? because this book is all about teaching you how to be what Michael terms an actionaire, how to be an actionaire, how to start making things happen, okay? And so it's very, very important that you realize that action 
when you are able to really put unshakable faith in place for yourself, when you're able to take swift and immediate actions and it seems to happen all the time, guess what? You're a bad mama jamma, as they say. You are one bad woman. You are one incredible, phenomenal woman who knows what she wants and knows how to make it happen because action is at the core, at the root of everything that we want in life. And it is the it is the true it is the true way to make things happen, right? And some people say, well, what if I make the wrong actions? Well, girl, stop worrying about all of that. So what? You you take the wrong action. That will teach you to take the right one and figure out what it is that you need to do. So I want to read to you, and I've been jump, I'm going to jump around the book, Action Has No Season. So I'm not reading um, in sequential order of the chapters here, but I'm just choosing areas that I think will be inspiring to you. Don't forget to get your copy of Action Has No Season, written by Michael V. As in Victor Roberts with an S, okay? I'm going to read to you from Chapter 12, and it's called Your Inner Constitution. And the author says the actionnaire's personal philosophy metaphysically argues that the definition of a true capitalist essence must follow the estimation and recognition of their existence. Now, that's a mouthful, but listen up. He says some individuals are oblivious to the present. They generally function with thoughts of the non-existent, which are rooted in a state of nothingness. Whether it's in the past, the future, or a different world, they live in their lives in fantasy. They exist often in an unclear fog. This self-deception inhibits them from taking action. They become comfortable in their own fantasies. These people are mainly followers. They never look past the surface or dig deep within themselves to understand their true existence. Sometimes, these complacent individuals cry for deliverance from the fears of the here and now. They fight against facing anything but the facts immediately before them. The environment of the actionnaire is not one of mild tones and soft lights. The sounds are loud and piercing, and the light is bright and glaring. In the society's normal environment, any self-deception, regardless of degree, can justify a departure from negative or unpleasant facts. An actionnaire understands and faces their inner self, which consists of moods, anxieties, and fears. In the face of materialist infatuations and tempting circumstances, they find their center and remain uncompromised until these distractions move away. The actionnaire is an individual. They are aggressive thinkers who are intrigued and vaccinated by the virtue of their individuality. And in order to live up to their individuality, the actionnaire must be decisive at all times. Being decisive is usually determined by one's reasoning skills or ethics. However, actionnaires will make a decision regardless of the crucial differences between informed and uninformed, reasoned and unreasoned, and responsible and irresponsible. The actionnaire knows that reasoning alone cannot aid them in the process of decision-making. Some individuals try to escape the need for choices by conveniently focusing on surface rationalizations. They turn away from making decisions based on excuses like proud traditions or ethics. They have deceived themselves into thinking that they have shouldered the weight of crucial decisions, but they still make a decision by not making a decision. 
These decisions are also frequently made as a result veiled or invalid manifestations of truth. They make decisions based on their physical reality. They believe that reasoning is the safe, reliable, and conservative way of existing. Merely existing is their plight in life. However, the actioner does not rationally renounce clear and distinct thinking altogether. They avoid the trivialities that may consume their thoughts. Instead, they concentrate on blending reason, passion, logic, ethics, mathematics, and myth. The actioner realizes that all understanding is not attainable. They must be satisfied sometimes with beliefs that cannot be questioned or proven. Taking the leap of faith in business does not mean that one will not consider the truth and facts. They do not see faith as an arch enemy of reason. An actionaire is simply an apostle of passion and critic of hypocrisy. They do not extol passion at the expense of reason. The actionaire remains balanced in every aspect of their life. They consider all possibilities. And I'm just going to stop right here. And, again, I am reading from Chapter 12, Your Inner Constitution, because what he's talking about, he's giving you some characteristics of a person who just doesn't take action, but they've become um, basically an actioneer. And basically what he is saying is that an actioneer is really not uh, – they don't have the thought path like a normal everyday person would have, uh, quite the contrary. Right? There's something about the actioner that goes beyond normal thinking or rationalization. He says they're, they're really not tempted by as much instant gratification anymore because they know, for example, that if they wait and save their money, that, that the feeling of instant gratification will go away, but the, the long haul of saving their money or looking at that long-term goal will benefit them for a long time or throughout their life. So they wait for that. But they take action on all the right things, right? And that's what he's basically saying. Actioneers don't deceive themselves. They know that they have weak areas as well. They aren't perfect. But what actioneers do is that sometimes there are things that they will take a risk on because they have a belief in it. They have a a natural belief and a gut instinct that it will work, even though they can't right away prove that it will or it won't, right? So actioneers are are, um, risk takers, but they are risk takers based on listening to themselves, looking possibly at the facts of others, talking with others, but they themselves don't necessarily have the facts for themselves. And this goes on a lot in business because sometimes, you know, when you're thinking about ways to market or how you're going to invest money in business, you don't always know if it's going to work or not, but you're going to take action on it anyway. You're not going to get yourself stuck in analysis paralysis forever, and it takes you weeks, months, or even a year or so to figure out if you want to use a particular sales funnel or if you want to try and build your connection or mailing list a certain way. You can't wait for that. You've got to be swift and immediate in taking that action, right? And so I definitely know that actionaires have unshakable faith in themselves. But I know that they do because they're all about action. They can't wait to take action. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed this excerpt of the book, Action Has No Season. Make sure you add it to your success library. Now, you do have a success library, right? I hope that you have a success library because having one 
will do one incredible thing for you. If you read but one book a month and put action, put in action what you have read, implement some of the principles, systems, and strategies, oh, my goodness, it will change your life incredibly for the better right? Because each author has 10 plus years of experience. So that's like, that's like at the end of the year, adding 120 years of wisdom to your life. It's quite incredible. So I want to recommend to you that on your, um, your routine or your ritual as the CEO for your business, that you add at least one book that you are going to be reading that can enhance yourself. One of the things you can do is to look at what are you trying to improve? What skill are you trying to get better in? Or um, what thought paths are you trying to understand more, right? And then look for books and read about the authors and their experience and then make some decisions through the book. Look and see if it it seems like an easy read or or what have you. Um, and, And then take action on choosing your books for the quarter. Hey, this quarter I'm going to do this, that, or the other. Or join us in the book club and go ahead and get the books that we are going to be reading each and every month. And so this month, um, this month in January, we are going, the end of January, we've been going through Action Has No Season. So make sure you add that book to your success library. It's 12.50, 10 minutes before the hour of one. Don't hang up that phone. Don't click off that screen because I still have some good information to actually share with you. So our theme for this month is loving yourself, loving your business. And so it means doing the things that are best for you and that are best for your business. And sometimes, um, we can struggle with that because we don't want to do what is always right or what is always best for us, right? Sometimes we just want to sit back and procrastinate, but that's definitely um, not how you can get ahead in life. And so um, what I want to do is I want to first just talk about about and go back and look at ways to love yourself and why that is so very, very important. You know, self-love and happiness are not found in anyone else. The one thing I would say one of the jewels that I have learned in life, being both a wife of almost 40 years and also being in business for almost 30 years, the one thing that I have learned is that, number one, my business can't make me happy. My husband can't make me happy. None of those things can make me happy. Money can't make me happy, right? But what can make me happy is me. I am the one with the personal power that has the ability to bring joy into my life, to be satisfied with my life, to do the things every day that make me proud of myself. So what you need to first understand is that very simple rule is that no one else is going to make me happy except for me. See, this is why it's so important for you to embrace personal power. Because when you embrace personal power, when you understand that you've got to be there for you and no one else is, you will start relying on yourself more. And that is what I do as a coach. I don't want you attached to me always as far as feeling like, okay, i got to keep doing one-on-one coaching with Trina for the same thing over and over and over again. My goal is to help you to be an incredible self-coach. 
My goal is to take you to a level of, of self-reliance on a particular subject or area that you become an expert in it. You know how to do it. You can help others do it, right? That's my responsibility. I want to empower you to tap into your greatness. That's what's so very, very important. And in self-love and happiness, it all lies within you. So when you're talking about loving yourself, sometimes we don't do the things that really love to really love ourselves. We have to start looking at doing what's best for us. Okay, and what does what does being doing the things that are best for us? What does that mean? Well, sometimes you may have the desire, the instant gratification desire to purchase certain things, which you know you shouldn't, but you want them at the time. From your conscious mind, you really want them. You really like it, and you don't know if there's going to be another time for you to be able to take advantage of that. But what you have to do is you have to bring yourself back on the street of real. And you have to ask yourself, but is this what's best for me at this time? Because, see, decisions bring along consequences, uh, be it positive consequence or a negative consequence. Decisions are going to bring a consequence. So when you make decisions for yourself, you always have to ask yourself, is this what's best for me? And asking yourself what's best for you is like, what is the outcome going to be down the long haul? If I if – I, if I purchase this now, if I make the decision to do this now, how is that enhancing my life or helping me? I know I need to stretch myself as the CEO, but on a personal level, let me look down the road because I don't necessarily handle stress very well. So is this something that's going to stress me out? Um, is this something that's going to cause me to not be able to pay a bill that's very important to my business or to my personal life. So you, you guys have to really start looking at how you're making those decisions. And when you're able to do that, that's what literally what personal power is about. That's what self-love is about. And trust me, you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy, right? Because there's nothing like the feeling of being self-empowered and making good decisions, nothing at all. So loving yourself is very, very important. And this is one way that you can do it, by making the best decisions for you, okay? The second thing in loving yourself, I think, is that you have to look at expectations, and you have to put expectations in their proper place. There might be people who have certain expectations for you, your parents, your husband or your your uh, partner, your person you might be in a relationship with, um, your, your children, your adult children. There might be people who are expecting certain things from you. But here's what you need to understand, okay? It is natural for people who love us to expect certain things from us but we cannot allow what they expect to dictate or put a label on what it is that we want for ourselves, right? I've talked to several wives who say, hey, my husband is happy with me just being home and sitting down, and when he comes in the house, I get up and fix his plate, and I'm just there for him. But I am not happy doing just that. I love him, but I'm not happy doing just that. I want to be accomplished. I want to do some things that I love. I, I want to be able to make some things happen in my life, and I'd like to, I want to be a successful businesswoman. 
This might get him upset, but it makes me happy. So this is where you come to some decision-making at. You have to understand that expectations other people have for you, you don't always have to put, you shouldn't play into their expectations for you, but you should look at what you are expecting of yourself. Personal power first and foremost always, right? Very, very important. And then here's something else that you can do to love yourself. You know, learn to sometimes live in the moment, in the now, that's in your conscious mind. Stop second-guessing. Stop always having positive thoughts and then going back right into a negative thought. Enjoy the moment that you're thinking positive. Enjoy the moment of where you are right now, right? And then I think what really rounds off loving yourself is being grateful of your daily gratitude towards life itself and being grateful and knowing that you didn't have to be chosen to be here on this day, Right? You didn't have to be chosen to live these years that you have lived. You know, um, listening at the wisdom of the old folk, as we used to say, it's interesting. My dad, um, who died at the age of 93, my dad taught me a lot about transitioning from your human life into your back into your spiritual life. He, he had some very deep beliefs, and I, I believe it too because I've experienced some things from, um, from you know, having surgeries and being ill, and so I, I definitely believe, and I don't even want to call it an afterlife. It's a spiritual life. I, I truly believe that we have a spiritual life. I know this to be true. But my, my dad used to say, baby, there's only two ways you can look at life, six feet up and six feet under. You have a choice. If you want to be six feet up, living on top of life and living, then you need to be grateful for it, enjoy it, and stop looking at all the negative things in life. Because trust me, you can always find negative things, and negative things can always find you. But you must find the positive things in life. Because guess what? Once you're six feet under, your life here on earth, as you know, it has ended. And there's nothing else that you can do. And so I want to encourage you to love yourself. Next Monday, we're going to talk all about loving your business and what you need to do to start proving to yourself that you love your business on next Monday. So make sure you mark your calendar every Monday at 12 noon. I want to remind everybody that if you haven't already, make sure you go to womenaboutbiz.net, join and sign up for our free membership, which will give you an experience into our family of businesswomen. And if you're looking for a business opportunity and looking away for a way to increase your income and gain some funding to help support your business financially, then you definitely have to go over to our sister company, Lifestyle for Her. That's Lifestyle, F-O-R-H-E-R dot net. That's all I have for today, everybody. Take care. I love you with the love of God. Let's make it happen this week. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.